0: Welcome to the Sent to Share podcast. We are a collective of simple churches bringing hope to our cities.
1: Welcome to the Sent to Share podcast. I'm Joe cameralingi alongside Brent Hofen. This podcast is about multiplying disciples and sharing stories and the knowledge and vision casting and all these sorts of things rolled into one for multiplying disciples of Jesus. And we've been going through a series, of the seven sales. Last week, we talked about vision casting. And this week, Brent, we are going to talk about ongoing coaching. So when we hear ongoing coaching, what's the first thing that pops into your mind?
0: Oh my goodness. Well, the first thing that pops into my mind is my wife telling me so many times over the last two years, you would not have been able to walk this journey if you had not had the coaching call that you join every Wednesday. So that's the first thing that pops into my mind and all the windows of the people that we do coaching with. That we're getting coached from and that we're coaching that I love so much. The relationships have changed my life.
1: Yeah. And you, you went too far down the notes there. I had that. I, I didn't know you were <laughs> going to stop with that. You, you, I Sorry, like, but that, like, you asked me, like, what is it I would think of first? That's what I think of first. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. producing <laughs> I'm done The show. And that was episode number seven. <laughs> <laughs> This is what happened back in the day when I was producing news show, and the news anchor would just take over, and then I would be done. <laughs> to, uh, no, so we have some scripture to share. We love to share where these seven sales – they're all – what we call sales or seven spiritual disciplines are all biblically based. They're all found in the teachings of Jesus and throughout God's word. So we'll start in Timothy today. As many of you know, Timothy was coached by uh, Paul and i want to throw this out there brent that that we see sometimes in paul what to do and sometimes we see in sometimes in him, his ongoing coaching or his journey things where you're like kind of like oh yeah i could see that as maybe a misstep in in in, in a certain way we always want to follow Jesus, right, first and foremost, but we can learn a lot, so much from Paul in good and in other ways in well, but this relationship with Timi- Timothy is one where we see coaching. So in Timothy 1.5, it says, the purpose of my instruction, this is Paul writing to Timothy, right, is that all believers would be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and genuine faith. But some people have missed this whole point. They have turned away from these things and spend their time in meaningless discussions. They want to be known as teachers of the law of Moses, but they don't know what they're talking about, even though they speak so confidently. And no, this has nothing to – this scripture does not speak to me directly at all every day <laughs> all
0: the time. You are 100% innocent.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Talking confidently and not actually know what I'm talking about, which is the whole thing (laughs) of this podcast. No, but let's get back to this. What does the scripture say about coaching to you when you read the words of Paul sharing with Timothy?
0: Well, you you almost made a little uh, misstep when you were saying Timothy's name because you almost said Timmy. But I actually think there's something there. I I think the kind of relationship that they had together is they probably did joke. They probably did have nicknames. Sometimes we forget that about the Bible is that this is a deep relationship that they had that started out as coaching, but coaching becomes something so much greater. I mean, it says the purpose of my instruction is that all believers would be filled with love Mm -hmm. that comes from a pure heart a clear conscience, which any good relationship's not going to have undone things between them or in their individual lives. Like if they're living in sin, it's very hard to have genuine relationships because the next part is genuine faith. And I think he says some people have missed the whole point <laughs> and they've turned away from these things and spend their time in meaningless discussions. So that's the the thing that jumps out to me is like, is this a deep, authentic relationship that has been fostered over time. And do we actually know one another or are we just going through the motions?
1: Wow. Yeah. And I see here too, you know, the theme of this is these false teachers. And you mentioned the importance of being in the group that we are of ongoing coaching. And I just know the importance of what happens um, when we are surrounded by people who are going off in this other direction instead of things that are following Jesus and being obedient simply to the simple teachings and how that can get astray. And so here he is helping Timothy coach him of, hey, you can get sucked into some of this false teaching and these guys that sound like they know what they're talking about, they are confident and they say they do, but they really don't. And so he's kind of coaching up Timothy here of like, hey, don't give in to that pressure just because they probably have these really eloquent ways of speaking and trying to be these prophets. And, but hey, stick to the simple things that we're talking about, those things that you listed kind of in that first one. And so I just see that moment here of like, hey, how important it is to be surrounded with people who are doing it and are on the same track as you, because without that, it's just so easy to go astray and not have accountability or even just kind of get sucked back into maybe some of the old things that you were doing that weren't actually a part of discipleship.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you hear that leadership saying all the time, you become like the five people you hang out with the most. And I think, you know, going to a once a month or once every two months coaching call, that's not spending very much time with people who are heading in the same (laughs) direction as you. And I think one thing that's been so powerful for us on this journey is that we go to the coaching call every week. We've prioritized it. And so not only are we growing in our relationship with the people who are on the coaching call, but we have learned that it's reciprocal, right? Right any any good relationship reciprocates right there's this like hey like i've learned a ton from you joe you've learned from me but we've learned from the people who are in our coaching group that we're coaching because everybody has different gifts and different abilities and i think it's part of the beauty of this is the consistency you know like we have to invest the relational time and man if it if it's true in marriage and it's true in your family, it's also true in disciple making.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that one hits home a we'll little. Let that one sink in a little bit there too, especially if you're if you're married. Um yeah, and what I look at too is twofold. One is that when we hear coaching, so often, and I know I told you I want to dive into this deeper of like correction, i.e. shame versus toxic shame, which is a whole other subject. But we hear coaching, so much of it is the toxic shame realm where we see implemented, where it's like a father-son. And yes, in ways we, we see that that's how Paul and Timothy kind of start out. But at some point in the relationship, it can't be just someone telling you what to do, a coach telling you, go here, go there, do this, do that. I I have found in the coaching, there's good instruction, but there's also sometimes where you answer your own question, just in sharing and being accountable. You learn, someone from some, or you learn from someone that maybe you didn't expect. Someone, like you said, new on a call or new to it that gives you an answer to your question because they've experienced it and they're just sharing a story. So it's less about, here's a list of things that we got to do, go out and do them. And more of the sharing and growing and knowledge. And that leads me to the second part, which is we see in Matthew 23, all the disciples are fighting for this hierarchy within it. And Jesus says, no, call no man instructor, call no man Teacher, But me, you know, I am the center of it. And so when Jesus is the center of it, there's no room for a true father son relationship. Everyone likes to throw out that that iron sharpens iron, right? But when you get into this place where if someone's the the subordinate and someone's the leader in a Western culture kind of term, it just sets up bad things. You come to look at that person, there's resentment that builds up. And so I encourage you to go look at Matthew 23 in this. It's a, it's a whole nother podcast to say, as I'm saying this, but it's important in this ongoing coaching to look at it as we're in this together. I can learn from this person or brothers and sisters in Christ. And it doesn't mean that I don't have knowledge to, to share with them because I might be one step ahead and they might be new, but you can also look at it as, at some point, I might be learning from this person that I'm kind of coaching through this moment right here, and they can do something greater than I could ever imagine.
0: Yeah. I mean, goodness, man, I'm thinking of some stories right now of just people who started obeying Scripture, and they weren't even followers of Jesus yet. But they started discovering Scripture and obeying Scripture. And I learned from them, their boldness, their obedience, their faith. When they haven't even seen the things that I've seen in my life, just to see that their faith in just discovering the God's word, that it's living and active, it was so powerful to recognize that they're having an impact on me, and they're so early on in the process. And I think that's helped teach me that we really are co-equals. When the Bible talks about being co-laborers, it's because we're meant to be unified, I'm not sure that we totally understand that, and I don't think I fully grasped it yet, but I'll tell you, man, maybe for the first time in my life, I truly believe in this co-equal concept, Though I'm a co-laborer. And even to the point that do I see somebody who's currently disconnected from Jesus, the Bible calls them lost, as a potential co-laborer tomorrow? Like, do I believe that much? And I think that really begins to break down what you're talking about. You know, in Matthew 23, do we do we need to be superior over others? Can we be on this journey together as one? And I think Jesus intends for this to be a journey that we walk
1: together like that. And like I said, it is a deeper thing because people will be like, well, you have a correction or, you know, you can have a father. Yeah, you can have father-son relationships. But I look at it even as our own, my own children is that, we should look to raise them up so that they would do greater things, that if we're always telling them what to do, even keeping them in a child-parent relationship, it's not healthy for them. It, it's, there's a sh- period of time where that is where the relationship's at and, and how God designs it. But even as we look at them, we want to teach them and coach them to discover on their own, to be able to ask questions so that when they're older, as disciples, as people out in the world, that they can teach us. Things so even mm-hmm. in that relationship, it's that way. Now it it's very different in the length of time, and there's a time right where you're not going to have a two year old self discover about fire, right when they're headed towards it. But you're but in that realm, it's the same thing. When we enter into discipleship, it's kind of this idea of like there might be some more moments of asking tough questions and coaching uh, in the beginning. And there's correction, loving correction that helps come from a group too. You have to be a part of that at a, at a deeper level that level that helps with that. And again, we can go into that at another time. But in when it comes to ongoing coaching, I think some of the Western terminology and hearing coaching can take you down a wrong path when you actually look at how Jesus did it. Yeah.
0: I And one thing I just want to add to that is that I think of my parents, how much they loved me. And one of the worst things was when I got correction from people who genuinely loved me because I didn't want to disappoint them because I knew how much they loved me. And and I think those are the kinds of relationships that God wants us to have. And I recognize not everybody had parents like that, but our father in heaven is like that. He loves us so much. That when we recognize the depth of that love, we don't want to disappoint that relationship or that father. But we also recognize he's like the ultimate forgiver. Like when he he doesn't remember what we did, because when he forgives, you ask him to forgive you, like he forgets it. And as human beings, this is a very foreign concept to us. But I think this is like a huge piece of the coaching relationship. Can we grow in those kind of relationships where we can sharpen one another like that and live in an authenticity, authenticity like that and we don't have to hide anymore? Because you know the worst thing in the world is hiding because you're alone. So nobody really knows you. And man, when I think of the coaching relationships that we have right now, Joe, not only do I love those people with all of my heart, but I, for the first time in my life, feel like I don't have to hide from people either or protect myself from something because I, because I've grown in the relationships with them where there is a trust and I know that they're not going to judge me and that we are going to, this is, this is an equal thing, right? Like we're in this to help one another and to build one another up.
1: Oh, I couldn't say it any, any better. And just to reveal some of the Things that, that I've gone through with within our relationship. When I first, you invited me on to the, to the coaching call and I was going through all of this. I've shared this with a lot of people, but I went on there thinking, oh, maybe I won't get on today. Maybe I'll get kicked off and that'll be a good thing because this coaching call is going to be filled with people that are way ahead of me and I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> and then you get on there not only are people open, inviting, and yeah, there's people who've been in this for, for years, but there's people at every stage and everyone is admitting and going through things that they've misstepped here or had success there and sharing in it in this way where to now I just look back and I laugh at myself of like, you know, this ultimate trying to hide, right? It's like, well, if I do get on, maybe I won't share. Or if I do get on, I'll just kind of wait around a little bit. Instead, it's just been one of those things where I'm like, I want to see these people. And I miss some of the, we've changed around our groups a little bit in coaching, but I'm like, Hey, how are the guys in New York doing? Or how's this going? We do, we do calls outside of it. I'll send a message to someone when I think of something funny from our coaching call that I just want to share with these guys and you're doing life together. And Let's not sugarcoat it. Discipleship and following Jesus sometimes can be very lonely, especially in the beginning as you're building up relationships. And if you don't have that ongoing coaching, you can feel and start drifting, maybe like Timothy, alone, maybe going into something else where, like, oh, gee, do I want to do this? Hey, this, look at this, you know, church over here. It looks really big, or I like the way that sounds. And you just, instead of following what God, hey, if God's putting, pulling you over there, go, go in that direction. But if you start to just go, because well, I'm alone, this sale might be the one that's kind of missing in your Mm -hmm. life of having a group that helps coach you. And then finally, I just, how much you just admit that first you come in and you're kind of like timid and well, I maybe want to sound like I'm knowing a little bit more than I do to the end where you're just like, again, you just admit the things. And often you get the answers before even anyone has to correct you. Let's bring up the example. I went to an apartment complex. I didn't know the dog park was open to it. I was kind of like, well, do I go over or not? And I bring it to the group. And I'm like, Brent's not going to answer this question because I know how Brent's going to already answer it. but the rest of you. And then they were just all gave me the same answer that Brett was going to give me anyway. And I knew it, but I was like, (laughs) no, I had to be accountable to the group, suck it up, buttercup, go into the dog park. So I went in there and I met someone and I'm going to go back there once the, the weather's turned here a little bit. And I was just obedient, but I, it wasn't something where I was like, Oh gosh, I have to do this. Or they're going to tell me something I want to do. Don't want to do. It's like, no, I'm asking the question, but I'm more just admitting that I was too nervous to go over there at the the beginning. And this group lifts you up, they push you in a good way. And so, yeah, I just encourage anyone how important this is.
0: Yeah. I, I think because of the relationships with the people in our coaching group and praying with those people too, has been a huge part of it. I have recognized the power of repentance Like, when we confess our sins before God, He forgives us. But when we confess our sins to one another, He heals us. And I think that, you know, through this process, I've probably been more vulnerable than I've been most of my life. And even things like, I'm terrible at making disciples. (laughs) You know, and here's the reasons why I'm prideful and I'm this and I'm this and I'm this. And on the coaching call, I'm like, listen to myself sometimes. and I'm like, I can't even believe I'm saying what I'm saying right now. But the reason that I'm saying that is because I know that the people on the other side of who are receiving that love me. They're not judging me. They're praying for me. And I know that they're going to speak loving truth into my life and that this isn't a one and done relationship. We're walking life together. That that changes everything. And I, I would just ask this question of everybody who's listening. Apart from God, because we know that God knows us, who really knows you? Like who really knows you? And when it comes to your walk with Jesus knows what you're good at and celebrates that with you and isn't, that's not a threat to them, but also knows what you're not good at. (laughs) And is somebody who is a advocate for you and somebody who is praying for you and encouraging you and building you up. That's a game changer.
1: That's a good one. So we'll challenge if, if you can find a name and if you have zero names on there of, of that, don't feel bad. There was a lot of us there. And so maybe look at uh, in your life. Put in the chat. We know of several coaching calls that you might want to become a part of, or look at it and say, "Okay, God, if I don't have anyone, how can I? How can I change that?" And I would encourage you, as, as always, to go back to some of these scriptures that we talked about—Matthew twenty-three and here, Timothy one—and um, going through and just looking how at Jesus coached. How the disciples received coaching, both good and and bad, you know they it's it, it, it we're human in the, in all of this, and just yeah, like Brent was saying, just kind of try to write that down and say, if it's nothing, well, good news, it's the start of the year, that can be one of your prayer goals. God mm-hmm. help me find men and women who will help me you know help coach me, and then in turn, I can share some of these stories with them, and that might coach them on what to do in a certain situation and, and grow together. So that is a a great spot to go this week. um, If you're looking for a challenge.
0: I love that. And just remember y'all that this is not an overnight process. You don't just go, Oh, I'm going to show up and now everything's going to be great. Learning to be vulnerable and open is going to take some time. Um, Submitting to one another takes some time because in America, we don't like to submit to anything or anyone. (laughs) And just recognize that if you start the process, God's faithful to do the part that only He can do. And I do believe He'll give you what you need as you need it. So there are some things that God will do for you instantly because He knows your heart. But just start the process and let God lead you through the journey.
1: Okay. One last, one last, because I hear (laughs) is when you were saying that relationships, we've talked about that in our coaching call recently about how it's relationships and relational in discipleship, every sale, they're all interconnected, but especially with ongoing coaching, it's relational and it takes time to build up those relationships. It takes time to build up relationships when you're going out amongst the lost It takes time in prayer to have a prayer group. It takes time and focusing on God's word. All those things are all relational and especially with coaching. So yeah, it might be awkward at the beginning. Maybe people you don't know, you may feel like you can't be yourself, but as Brent was just sharing, give it time, let the relationships build and the coaching will come along with it as well in, in this sale and raising it up.
0: And one last thing of the one last thing of the one last thing is model to the other people when you show up what you want in your life. Because you have to take the lead role. Sometimes we're just feeding off of other people, but if you will model it, then you will find that other people will will also participate at the level that we all need.
1: Amen. All right. So maybe hit us up in the chat. If again, if you're looking for a coaching group, you don't have that, or if you want a little learn a little bit more about the sale, or head to sent to share uh, .com and we have something about each sale. We have training in there. We have all sorts of resources. Um, but taking no step is the only wrong step that you can take when it comes to raising these seven sales and ongoing coaching. So head to sent to share.com and just to close out this week, um, with a story, uh, we've been trying to, to, to lift people up, uh, with stories, uh, had a, a great, uh, connection um, in returning to my prayer calendar and got to pray for someone and someone new in my business group. And it was just something God was prodding me with. So I love to share times where God kind of came through and the person just said, Hey, you don't, this means so much to me. This is the perfect time I needed to hear and have someone pray for me. So a reminder of a story there's that, uh, God is doing things. And as we are obedient, he shows up. Love it.
0: Love it. We'll see you guys next week for week eight. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Sent to Share podcast. Our goal is to encourage you to live a sent to share life with an aim to make disciples who make disciples where simple churches emerge. If you have questions about what it means to be sent to share, making disciples who make disciples that lead to movement and the birth of a collective of simple churches in your city, we would love to connect with you. You can find out more at senttoshare.com.